already on top of a neatly mown hill holding her black and gray striped kite. It's ugly, I tell her. It's a starter kite, she snaps, and delivers a series of instructions, most of which I miss because I'm wondering if starter kites are more ugly than other kinds of kites. Hold the kite here. Don't stand in front of it. Untangle the line. Hold it. Hold it. Okay, let go. The kite flies for eight seconds and then crashes to the ground. She looks at me. I walk to where it lies. We do it again. After a while, I realize that my sister doesn't want me to fly a kite with her, but rather hold, untangle, chase after, and let go of her kite while she attempts to fly it. We're not having very much fun, I shout to her while she curses and wrestles with the lines. Fine, I don't need your help. Go lay down, Muffy. Muffy is our father's poodle. I do go and lay down, right on my back, looking at the blue, blue sky. Then I roll over and I press my face into the short, stiff camlon, and I begin to remember about the earth and the dirt and the ants and the sky, and right about the time that my head starts to clear, I hear my sister's voice. Do you want to know why I'm in the parking lot? I roll over and sit up, shading my eyes with the flat of my hand. Cheryl is stomping up the hill towards her ugly, gray and black, completely lifeless starter kite. I watch her set the kite up before making a mad dash for the handles. The kite plummets long before she arrives. She places both fists on her hips and glares at me. As I make my way to my hands and knees, rest a bit, and then stand up fully to start the hundred-year march towards Cheryl's fallen kite, I can almost hear my father's voice reaching across the field. That's a good girl. Oh, yes, she is. That's a good Muffy. Thank you, Renegade Solutions. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? Oh, I said, if Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I eat them anyway? Every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox and WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good afternoon and good evening. This is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is often a show about food, but when I find out that there's going to be a skateboard art competition in a comic book store, it's really extremely hard to resist. So <laughs> it becomes food for thought, and that's my excuse. So... I have several guests in the studio. Welcome, Trevor Staples and Jim Reish. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. And you have an event coming up on May 15th that is about pretty much what I just explained, would you say? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. And there will be free food, so there is a, a connection there. Food is a good thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, tell me about this event. Well, what we've done is we've uh, got uh, 50... Skateboard- oh, I'm sorry. Could you oh, sit a little sorry. closer to the mic? Oh, okay. There you go. We've got uh, 50 skateboard decks out to 50 artists, um, most of them local, some from across the country, and they've uh, 
done their thing on these boards in various different ways, uh, painting, uh, collage, um, sculpture. Silkscreen? Silkscreen. And um, we, we are showing them. We're having sort of an art opening, and we're, uh, it's going to be a juried event with some uh, local dignitaries being on the jury and... Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, we'll be auctioning off the top winners in the youth and the adult category, and um, then we'll be selling all the the rest of them, and all proceeds go to um, our efforts to build a skate park in Ann Arbor. Those are all going to be skateboards with art on them, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, talk about the skate park and your organization. Well. Um, Ann Arbor has a rich history of skateboarding and also a rich history of not allowing skateboarding. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm, I, I'm familiar with both rich histories, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's sort of become this underground, super popular activity. And, um, you know, for people our age, you know, we, we don't necessarily go skating on the street anymore. We go around to different skate parks. What is um, our age, by the way, for those who can't see us? <laughs> well, I am 41. 12. <laughs> I'm 42. And I am 44, so wow. It's okay. Totally Just for the awesome. record, yeah. We're... Yes, this is full disclosure. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so what we do, you know, we go around to different cities in Michigan and other states that, that do have, um, you know, world-class concrete skate parks, um, small towns as small as Mason, Michigan, that's population 9,000, that has a really nice concrete skate park. Wow. Okay. Um, and... You know, here in Ann Arbor, we've had some versions of skate parks. Back in the 80s, there was a, a vert ramp up at uh, Veterans Memorial Park. And then most recently, there was a skate park, well, uh, what was called a skate park at, at Burr Park, um, which was basically a, a set of ramps set up on, on the slab of concrete um, during the summertime. And that did pretty well for a while um, until, you know, it turned out that it, it wasn't really what the kids wanted to skate nor the grown-ups, mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking for the grown-ups. Yes. And uh, and the quality of the equipment wasn't uh, worthy either and fell apart. And so here we are without a skate park, and we stepped up and thought, well, let's, let's do this. Let's get a world-class skate park built in Ann Arbor. So what is your organization then? What are different ways you're trying to get this happening? Um, well... There are a number of ways. Um, the skate park organization itself is a, is a group of local folks, um, some skaters, some not. I've not been a skater in the past, but maybe at some time in the future, if we have a park, um, who got together and decided that we wanted to partner with the city to make this happen. Um, so it's a sort of a public-private partnership. Um, we've had a lot of events over the years. It's, they've been pretty successful. There, been, there were a series of skate jams that we did last summer over at... Um, parking lot of the Westgate Shopping Plaza. And we'll be doing some more of those this summer in a, in a new location. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a big old float in the 4th of July parade that was really popular. It was a giant skateboard awesome. behind a, a pickup truck that was pretty cool. And we'll be, I imagine, doing <laughs> something equally creative, I hope, this year. Um, One thing fair? we've had is uh, a lot of concerts um, mm-hmm. to raise awareness and money for the skate park. And uh, what we've been doing in the past year is pretty much advocacy, getting people on board for this, so to speak, um, getting the public support Ouch. through the Parks Commission and the City Council. And now that we've got that support, that official support, now we're sort of moving into the fundraising phase of the skate park. So it says on, on at a2skatepark.org, which is the website, a2skatepark.org, uh, you are a coalition of parents, skaters, teachers, business, and community leaders. So That's it's a whole correct. bunch of people getting involved yep. in the skate park. Yeah, and, and one of the interesting things is that this really has been a, a all-community-wide kind of operation. I mean, we have 
the folks who are parents, and Trevor's a teacher in the public schools, and I work at the university, and there are a couple of business owners. And um, but then the local Acme Mercantile, Launch Board Shop, Vault of Midnight. Um, you know, Trevor, you can jump in with other names, but there have been a lot of sort of local merchants and people deeply involved in the community who've jumped in and wanted to help because I think we all recognize that. You know, this is a city that has basketball courts and tennis courts and baseball and softball fields and all kinds of other amenities. Mm -hmm. But there's yeah. this very sizable population that doesn't have anywhere to go and that gets penalized if they try and practice their sport on the streets. And so we believe that creating the skate park not only gives them somewhere to go, it makes this a better community to live in, a more attractive place for people to come and live and work. Right. So. And it is interesting to me that Mason, you know, I yeah. like small towns. Mason's got a really big, beautiful skate park, you say, yeah. Ann Arbor, with anywhere between 90,000 and 120,000 doesn't have mm -hmm. anything except yeah. for some street corners and some. Mm -hmm. And what we found, you know, is that it's basically taken a, a group of people to actually just go out and try to do this. Yep. Um, skateboarders are individualists. You know, you don't have skateboard teams that compete against each other. And, you know, for the most part, we do our own thing. And what what it takes to get something like this done is to sort of band together and work cooperatively. And sometimes that can be hard with skateboarders. But <laughs> here we are and uh, we're getting things done. So. Yeah. Okay. And, and, you know, I just, the other part of this is the city. Um the county has has had some great conversations with us, the Ann Arbor Public Art Commission, mm -hmm. the Ann Arbor Area Community Foundation. Um, there have been a lot of sort of public offices and civic organizations around here that have jumped in. And again, it's sort of, you know, what Trevor said is that all we had to do was ask, <laughs> you know, all we had to do was sort of come forward and make an intelligent case for this and build the public support amongst people who live here. And the rest is... is we, we pretty much that. get two responses when we say we're trying to get a skate park built in Ann Arbor. One is, doesn't Ann Arbor have a skate park? <laughs> yeah. And the other is, yeah, Ann Arbor should have a skate park. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, there's pretty much nobody who's against it. Yeah. Um, you know, when it when it comes to people who are against it, usually they're just not informed on the issues that are involved around what they're, what they're feeling about being against it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about the efforts to make a skate park in Ann Arbor and the Ann Arbor Skate Park Benefit Art Show coming up on Friday, May 15th. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and I'm going to take a moment now to suggest a new skateboarding move in the form of a song title. This is a group called the White Ravens, and their song is called Strawberry Shrapnel. That's my proposal. <laughs> so uh, let's listen to that and see if it inspires you.
So that's my proposal. Strawberry shrapnel for the next uh, skate move. Now, I understand that a raspberry actually is... Well, Uh, Trevor hangs out with the third graders, (laughs) so he knows what a a raspberry, I guess, is when you stick out your tongue. When you go... We know that. That's very therapeutic. Yeah. uh, I think a a strawberry is like a big scab on your knee. I think we've called it that before. So a a strawberry shrapnel seems like it would hurt. I think a strawberry shrapnel is when you fall off your skateboard and you get debris in your strawberry oh yeah, yeah. okay right. bearing in on a definition here yes and i think some this of the is lyric- culture being made culture culture uh this is um culture while you wait <laughs> on wcbn <laughs> fm ann arbor culture uh, this is it actually if you manage to walk away don't take it to the grave you've got to spread the strawberry shrapnel that's what the lyric which unbeknownst to itself might actually be about the ann arbor state skate park mm-hmm <laughs> okay, but I'm oh, sorry, back on the subject, which, which I often get off of, but uh, this is Pandora's Lunchbox, I think, and we're talking about the Ann Arbor Skate Park, uh, which is hopefully to be made soon, mm-hmm. and a benefit art show coming up at the Vault of Midnight on Friday, May 15th, featuring art skateboards, which mm-hmm. there will be a silent auction. Um, yes, we're going to have a live auction for live the auction, top live auction. three in each category. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's correct, and then we'll... I, I think we're having a silent auction for the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then plenty of swag, T-shirts, possibly yep. DVDs. We'll DJs. Food, food drink. Drinks. It's a big free party. Yep. Excellent. It's from, it's from 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock on Friday, May 15th. Friday, May 15th. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some food there as well as swag. Yep. Mm-hmm. Edible swag? I don't know. But we'll see. <laughs> so the Ann Arbor Skate Park. Now, um, as you said, most people pretty much agree... With the idea of an Ann Arbor skate park. Yep, mm-hmm. that's right. It's not really a threat to anybody. I mean, everybody plays basketball. Everybody plays sports in well, town. Have you had some obstacles that... Here's yeah. here's an interesting thing, actually, because I love to spout this statistic. Every, everybody thinks skateboarding is really dangerous. Or not everybody, but, you know, when you talk to people who don't skate, a lot of times they'll say, ooh, you know, and somebody's going to get hurt. And, somebody's uh, going to get a strawberry shrapnel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and it turns out, so I did some research, and I because this is my thing. And so I looked up and the American College of Orthopedic Surgeons actually has done a big study of skateboarding. And they say that it is less dangerous than basketball, baseball, tennis, I think swimming. All of these things are more likely to wind up with injuries, whether they're acute or chronic, than skateboarding. If you, you know, if you wear your helmet and you wear your pads, it's a it's pretty safe. If you don't do those things, well, it's sort of like playing football without pads. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just something that you shouldn't do. And if you, you know, if you're crazy enough to do it, then you're 
you're taking the risk on yourself. But this is essentially a safe sport. It's a healthy sport. It gets a lot of kids outside in the sunshine doing activities that they wouldn't otherwise do. And the other cool thing, I think, and I'm starting to sound like an old man with an onion on my belt, but... Um, <laughs> an onion it, on your it, belt? Yeah. It's, is that anything like, is that like a, is it, what is it, what is an onion on your belt? It's food. <laughs> it is. Food. I'm, I'm try, every, trying to bring it back to food here, Mike. Come oh, on, thank, you, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Work with me. Thank you. Oh, the onion on your belt, <laughs> yeah, which exactly. as we all know means. I don't know. Okay, it's a Simpsons ahead. thing. But, okay. Um, okay, good. <laughs> but it gets kids involved in, in the city and in the community. And, and one of the cool things has been that, you know, people from the Community Foundation's youth um I'm sorry, Youth Mm -hmm. Council, thank you. Um, We've got kids who are out putting up flyers for us who are helping put on the skate jam. It gets them involved in sort of civic life at a level where they understand that they can do something positive for the community. Um, And it benefits them in return. And the interesting thing that's happened with skateboarding in the past few years here is as these uh, concrete skate parks pop up everywhere, um, people our age, you know, in our 40s who have kids... um, take their kids skateboarding to the skate park you know they're at the age now you know we skated in the 80s a lot and now people my age are having kids and they're old enough to skate and it's become this sort of family activity you know so you get you you know your soccer moms on one hand and then you get your skater mom and dads on the other hand but the the parents are actually skating you know actually doing the activity with their kids so a skate park um what is it? What does it look like? How big is it? What is this this wonderful thing? Well, that's a question that comes up a lot because um, you could go to any town across the United States and see a different skate park everywhere you go. Um, some communities believe that their skate park is some ramps thrown on a slab of concrete. Um, other communities, you know, I just took a trip out to San Diego and there's, you know, you can't drive four miles without hitting a skate park that's concrete bowls and um, just stretching out, you know, almost as far as the eye can see with obstacles and um, walls, rails, stairs. So what what we're looking for is we're looking for um, the, the biggest thing we want to have is um, expert areas, intermediate areas, and beginner areas. Because what we want is we want to, we want younger kids or people who don't skate to be able to come and learn how to do it. And when the vert ramp was up, the vertical half pipe ramp that was up at Veterans Memorial Park in the 80s, um, that was pretty much an advanced um, situation. And it was hard for younger people and people who didn't skate to come and learn how to do it. And um, so that's our biggest, our biggest thing. The other thing is we want it to be permanent, which means concrete. Um, it's going to have bowls, um, not unlike empty swimming pools, um, stairs and ledges, you know, like the people like to skate downtown when they're skating downtown. Um, so a little bit of everything for as many styles as we can, as we can accommodate and, uh, beginners and advanced riders too. And, and public art. Oh, this is, and we've been having this discussion with the Ann Arbor Area Public Art Commission, but, um, you know, Trevor mentioned swimming pools, and, and that gives you some sense of sort of the shape of these things, but it's not going to look like an empty swimming pool. Mm-hmm. This is going to have something that we hope will have a pretty rich sort of as- aesthetic quality to it. And um, so we're, and the, the yeah. location for the skate park, which is um, designated as the northwest corner of Veterans Memorial Park, um, it really lends itself to some interesting layout and design there. And we're hmm. hoping to incorporate, you know, there's a lot of development going on over there. And that corner of the park isn't used that much. And we're hoping to have, you know, nice public viewing areas, meeting places. You know, you have the coffee shops there now and the grocery stores and restaurants. And, um, you know, we're hoping to involve the community as much as possible, not just have skaters go there. Okay. 
So we're talking about the future skate park in Ann Arbor and an event coming up Friday, May 15th, a benefit art show featuring art skateboards, skateboard art. And a moment ago, I played a tune called Strawberry Shrapnel, and that was by the group, I just wanted a little side here, that was the White Ravens, a local group. just want to mention an event coming up this Friday, tomorrow actually, at the Power Center. It's called Breakin' Curfew 2009, a bunch of teen bands and teen performers, including an electronic rock band from Saginaw called The Weather State, a group called Apex Glow Stickers, the dance routine set to techno music, White Ravens playing the creative music you heard right there, there will be an avant-garde free jazz band called Faces. I hope that's pronounced correctly. I apologize if it's not, but these are all going to be at the Power Center on Friday. So that was Strawberry Shrapnel uh, by the White Ravens this Friday. And again, we'll, we'll mention this a couple more times, but the Skate Park Benefit Show is going to be at the Vault of Midnight Friday, May 15th. Here is my next suggestion for a skate park move or a skateboard move. This is actually involving two skateboarders at the same time. This is Beans and Cornbread. <laughs> Cornbread out of sight. Bean. Cornbread said, Now that's all right. Bean. Meet me on the corner tomorrow night. Bean. I'll be ready. I'll be ready tomorrow night. I'll be ready. I'll be ready tomorrow night. I'll be ready. I'll be ready tomorrow night. That's what Bean said to Cornbread. Straight. You better wake up or I'll gas you gate. Bean. Been in this pot since half past two. Bean. Swelling and puffing and almost due. Bean. I'll be ready. I'll be ready to have a night. That's what bees do, comrade. Said cornbread, let me go. Bean. Cornbread said, I'll lay you low. Bean. I'm gonna fight you, you so and so. Meet me on the corner. Meet me on the corner tomorrow night. That's what Bean said, cornbread. Corner. You're so Bean. bad. Corner. You're always wanna fight. Meet me on the corner tomorrow night. And I'm gonna corner. beat the devil out Said I'm almost dead. Beans, Beans told Conrad, get up, man. Beans. You know that we go hand in hand. Beans and Conrad, Beans and Conrad, hand in hand. Beans. That's what Beans said to Conrad. We should stick Beans. together, hand. Yeah. Like corned beef and cabbage. Yeah. Like liver and onions. Yeah. Like 
That is suggestion number two for a skateboard move that involving two people. That is beans and cornbread. That is Louis Jordan, or I sometimes called Louis Jordan. I guess I'm not sure. Arwolf, is he Louis Jordan or Louis Jordan? Does uh, it's it, your choice, man. It's my choice. Okay, Louis. <laughs> I like Louis. Louis is a good guy. Uh, so we're here. Uh, we've been talking about the Ann Arbor Skate Park Benefit Art Show uh, with the effort to build a skate park in Ann Arbor where lots of people skate, hence the skate park. And the event coming up is the Benefit Art Show. On the, at the Vault of Midnight, Friday, May 15th. And do you have anything else you'd like to add about the uh, event or about the skate park effort? Well, uh, we have talked a lot about skateboarding, but you know, inline skaters are part of this, too. Um, so they'll be part of the skate park, too, just in case there's any inline skaters out there who are listening and excited about okay. this. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, people come to us. We, we have the website. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're, we're everywhere. Um, but a lot of times people come to us and ask how they can help, and there are a lot of opportunities to volunteer and get involved. We always need people to help with our events in particular. Um, we'd love people to show up for the show. This is going to be an awesome party. And I'd say the other thing is right now probably the number one thing people can do is support us financially. Um, and I, you know, I don't mean to sound selfish about that, but if we want this to happen, we need to raise money in the community. And there are people who may make big gifts at some point down the road, but this is not going to work unless everybody pitches in at whatever level. And if that's, you know, a, my 11-year-old daughter scraping together her allowance money or somebody who can afford to give something bigger, it's about all of us working together on this. And, and you know, please drop us a line. You can find our emails on the, on the website and let us know that you want to be involved. And the website is a2skatepark.org. That's correct. Yep. Well, thank you, Trevor and Jim. Thank you very much for having, for having us. This okay. has been really fun. And once again, the Skate Park Benefit Art Show at the Vault of Midnight, Friday, May 15th. And in a minute, we're going to go to face the music with Arwolf. But uh, first, we want to mention another kind of skate. I figured it, this being a food show, actually, Arwolf suggested this to me. I can't take credit for this. Uh, skate is, in fact, a member of the Ray family, but it's distinguished from most other members of that family in that it lacks a tail barb or a stinger. Skates are a kite-shaped fish that have a flat body and two wings, and the wings are the only part of the fish that is consumed. Now you can go to fooddownunder.com for some very nice recipes for skate. Um, skate or die. Skate or die, yeah. I'm envisioning a big sculpture of a skate at the skate park now. Wow. It could be... The whole layout could be shaped like a skate. Oh, now, yeah. how about this? Basil pesto crusted skate. <laughs> <laughs> Basil pesto crusted skate. I like oh do not. Try to put two, the music to this one. Chili skate roasted in banana leaves. Uh, linguine with skate and broccoli. <laughs> Pan seared skate wing with single malt scotch lentils. Oh. I'm not familiar with the single malt scotch lentils, but a few of those and you're, you're on your way. <laughs> and uh, finally, Pass who can resist? Lentils, Ma, yeah. Don't drink and skate. Right. Yeah. Who can resist a warm skate salad? Mm. <laughs> I, um, a nice warm compote. Com yes, a nice compote. <laughs> Very good. Um, it's got no waste and plenty of calcium. Says uh, website. Says the clovegarden.com no website. Waste. No waste. I'm, I'm, so there you go. I'm cogitating on that one. You can say that again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that is the and one. So one other quick thing before I get to one more bit of nonsense. Running out of time for nonsense, but that's always the best time for nonsense. There's actually going to be a food drive. Uh, in your mailbox. Uh, it's a nationwide food drive. Postal workers are picking up non-perishable food items. If you, you can just stick them in your mailbox this Saturday, and they will pick them up. So there you go. 
uh, all around the country. In fact, where, and where you live, if you have a mailbox, you stick a non-perishable food item in there. The U.S. Postal Service will pick it up and donate it to people in need. And finally, this news on the apocalypse. I heard the phrase apocalypse with the swine flight. I did not come up with that one. This news from the U.K. website, The Mirror. KFC is going to convert eight of its fast food stores in the London area into halal-only restaurants. Uh, this will be in areas of London with large ethnic populations. All food served in the stores this summer will be free of pork, bacon, or ham, and approved by the Halal Food Authority. Restaurants taking part include ones in Forest Gate, Hounslow, and West Ham, London. <laughs> this is true. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a while, and thank you for tuning in. We're going to wrap up with my final uh, extravaganza skate park 20-person skate move. This is called Duck for the Oyster. Thank you for listening, <laughs> and I think it's this CD player right here. Thank you. Hit it, Maestro! <laughs> Hold your hands in circle south, a little bit of moonshine in your mouth. Hold your home, recess shade, come on back the other way. First couple up two, the couple on the right. Circle up four for half tonight. Duck for the oyster, duck, duck, duck. Look for the clam, dig, dig, dig. Knock a hole in the old tin can. Circle up two and buckle up four. Where you go? Round that floor. Duck for the oyster, duck, duck, duck. Dig for the clam, dig, dig, dig. Nice fade, huh? Thank you, Mike Perini. Um, thank you, Mike Perini's brain, for uh, 
giving us what we've just experienced on Pandora's Lunchbox.